I knew and my dad knew that if I was going to be the best, I had to train like the best and be surrounded by the best. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well, but now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just gonna dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm gonna have some of the best softball players Some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle. I asked my email list last week, actually, to help me decide what I wanted to talk about this week on the podcast, and an outstanding amount of people favored this topic, and that is accountability. So first of all, thank you to everybody who sent me an email back saying, accountability, I need more accountability with my athlete. I need to help her realize her potential and feel more motivated, and I want to be able to help keep her accountable towards the goals that she has. So today I'm giving you a breakdown of five things that I think will help your relationship with your athlete, help build more accountability with her. And we're going to talk about goal setting, how to create a goal, how to set a goal, how you can do it with her, tips on how to keep it in the front of her mind always, how to help your athlete start asking you to practice instead of you making her want to practice. This takes some time. And I will speak from my experience here. It does take a minute, but that's the end goal. You want her to be able to practice and want to practice on her own so she can see the progress that she's making, want to make more strides towards a better version of her. And we're going to talk about so much more. Uh, By the way, you're definitely going to need a notepad for this one. So if you don't have one out yet, please grab one or pause this episode, grab one, and then come right back to this episode because this is packed with a lot of insight that a lot of parents and coaches have frankly asked me for, for insight on. Before we dive into this episode, I want to announce something. I've told you in these past episodes, there's something coming, there's something coming, and here we are the first announcement on the podcast of what is to come on January 1. So 
As you might have known, I have a virtual hitting academy with athletes from all over the country that are under one roof, and we hit together every week. We talk mental game together. They have access to, I think it's 30 now, hitting drills inside there, almost in like a hitting vault. Um, But it's under ABT. So this is my virtual hitting academy, and it's getting a revamp, all right? And what I'm excited about is that we're going to devote six entire months of training, and you're going to know exactly what's coming each month. We always talk about topics related to where your athlete is in this very moment. So at the beginning of the year, we're obviously going to talk about goals because who doesn't talk about goals in January? We're also going to add a new feature that we've never done before, and every month when we do our monthly live coaching together, we're going to have a guest speaker coming on to talk to all the athletes. And if you guys know my lineup of people I've had on the podcast, you know, I have some pretty sweet connections with people. So I'm very, very excited to bring on some speakers. Uh, Like I said, we do weekly hitting and mental game coaching together. The virtual hitting Academy is going to be the only people who could work with me one-on-one in live hitting together. So I do one-on-one virtual coaching, talking about hitting and mental game, and that's only going to be able to be a feature for Academy members in the future. I'm so excited. Um, Like I said, bunch of drills on there, mental skills coaching, goal setting, some of my best recordings that I've ever done. This is all going to be coaching under your roof, um, and it's going to be a blast. So I'm very excited for this revamp. I'm very excited for all the athletes that are going to be joining. Um, All current Academy members are going to get a significant discount. Um, So if you actually just want to sign up for Virtual Hitting Academy now and be able to get a huge discount um, for when it launches January 1, go ahead and do that. But if you just want to be the first to know when it launches um, and be able to have access to it before anybody else does, head to www.ashleybtraining.com and join our wait list so you can join the fun early and get all the information that you need um, before this year. This probably will be one of the best investments you can make for your athlete um, in 2022, especially when it comes to goals. I'm very, very excited. All right, so let's actually get back to this episode. So I've broken this down into five different things. And just a spoiler, I added a sixth because I just couldn't stop thinking about this. And I just love this topic so much. Okay. So number one is find the dream. My first dream was sparked by watching the Women's College World Series with my dad on the couch. And I was saying to myself, I was like, whoa, it would be so cool if I could do that. Same thing with the Olympics. That's where I saw Natasha Watley do her thing. That's where I saw Caitlin Lowe, my role model. Um, If you guys actually know this, I had Caitlin Lowe, my absolute role model. She was an outfielder. She was speedy fast. She was just a really great base runner incredible hitter and slapper. And she was like my size and I was very tiny growing up, believe it or not. Um, but she was my role model and I had her on the, on the podcast. And if you want to dive into that episode, it was on episode 26. So way back at the beginning. Um, and I got to know how she became the version of her that she was. And it was so insightful. Still one of my favorite conversations I've ever had on the show. And then when I got to high school, and by the way, at that time, when I had my first dream of like wanting to be good at softball, I was really young. I was like, I swear, probably like eight, nine or 10, like right when I kind of started travel ball. Um, And I didn't have goals to play in college at that time, but I did see these girls and they were really good. And I was like, whoa, it'd be super cool if I could make a diving play like that. It would be super cool if I could go steal that base like Caitlin did. So again, 
college wasn't a goal of mine until I hit high school. And it sparked when one of my teammates in high school, she committed to play D1. Um, and I'm not going to drop her name, but she committed. And then I saw, I, I saw her skill level and I was like, she's clearly better than me at the time um, when she committed. But I really don't think that I'm far from that. And for the first time, I saw myself be able to say, hey, I think I could become a D1 athlete if I truly set my mind to it. And what did I do? I told my dad. <laughs> I told my dad, I was like, hey, dad, I want to play college softball. And this was going into my sophomore year of high school. Some people would be like, whoa, that's super, super late. Well, well, I don't think it was late. <laughs> clearly, I ended up playing at my dream school, playing professionally, and now I get to do this for a living. Like, clearly, it came at the right time. So if you're thinking, like, you want to play college softball and, you know, you're a junior in high school, like it, it's never too late. It's never too late. The dreams that you have for yourself, they can be attained if you set your mind to it. And if you get yourself exposed to um, people to help you get there, which I'll get to in a second. So basically, once that dream happened for me and I told my dad, that was the first start of like an actual tangible goal that did have a deadline. Frankly, it had a deadline. Most goals that you set for yourself, they don't need a deadline, right? But to play college softball, to play D1 softball, um, if you don't hit the deadline of like your senior year, you may have to go the route of starting on a JUCO team and proving yourself there and then get transferring to a D1. So again, many routes to do this, but if you are maybe an athlete who doesn't know what she wants yet, or you're a parent who knows your athlete doesn't quite know exactly what she wants one, parents listen to your athlete. They might not be like me and tell my dad straight up, this is what I want to do. But your athlete, if she's exposed to softball, if she's exposed to watching Athletes Unlimited on TV or in person, they also have all these games on YouTube. Maybe you're checking out college camps or local camps and being around other athletes that are frankly, or better than your athlete. And she's inspired by that. That could be the keys to the kingdom. Hear what she has to say. Maybe she says she wants to be a better outfielder. Maybe she says she wants to be able to steal more bases. These are dreams. These are goals. And if we listen for them, we can do something about it. If you or your athlete has trouble figuring out what the heck's going to be her goal, I want you to go check out the episode, Having a Goal is the Key to Everything. Um, it's one of the first episodes on the pod, like literally like between one and five. So way, way, way back at the beginning. Um, and I help you break down a goal, create the goal, and then create the stepping stones to get there and how to achieve it. So head to that episode if you want to go more into finding the dream and then creating the goal, which is basically a dream with work boots on, right? I got that from Rachel Hollis. She was one of my business coaches forever ago. She wrote the book, Girl, Wash Your Face if anybody cares. Um, all right. So now that you've found the dream or the goal, the key is now, and I'm talking very, very strictly to parents and coaches here is it's time to do the research. When I said that my goal was to be like Caitlin, Caitlin Lowe, my dad and I, we watched YouTube videos together. We studied her first step together in the outfield. We studied her first step out of the box as a slapper. We studied what she did as a slapper. And I started by doing this. I started thinking, you know, when things maybe aren't going well for me on the field, but I was obsessed, 
clearly obsessed with Caitlin Lowe, I would think to myself, what would Caitlin do? Especially during the hard times, like, hey, I struck out looking or I was the last out of the game. What would Caitlin do? And in my mind, I had studied her so much and there are no excuses. When I was younger, there was very little I could watch of Caitlin, but I watched all of it. Now there's just so much out there. Like if your favorite pitcher is Rachel Garcia, you could probably find hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of footage to go watch her. And when I mean study her, I mean like obsess over her. Like look at how is she throwing her rise ball? How is she approaching different hitters? Like you can't do enough studying. So this is why number two is do the research. So basically I started to think, you know, how, how would this elite athlete go about the situation? How would this elite athlete think when she struck out looking? Well, Caitlin would keep her head up high and she would focus on the next at bat because she has control over how she's going to approach that. So I'm telling you, this is like one of my favorite steps of all of these. And it's simply do the research study. So then when my goal became to want to play D1 softball, my dad started really diving into this and almost taking it as his own goal. My dad started making connections with my teammate who committed to play in college. She made connections with him and and started learning their journey. Like, how did she get exposed? How did this work? So he learned that, you know, going to camps, college camps is pretty big. Like, get your name out there. See the talent that you're competing against. Emailing coaches. I learned how to email coaches correctly. Um, I probably sent out emails that didn't look that great to coaches, but I had to start somewhere and I had to start taking action. So I started sending emails. And of course, my dad helped me write these emails. Here's the thing, though. Parents, don't write these emails for your kids because coaches will be able to tell if you're writing the email versus the athlete. You can help her um, you know, create fluid sentences, making sure everything's spelled correctly, and encouraging different topics to be talked about. But I can do that for another episode, teaching you how to do email <laughs> to coaches, um, but don't do it for your athlete. But we learned that that needed to be done to play D1. I actually ended up changing travel teams. So my dad sat down with me and he told me it was time to leave my old travel team. We were together for five or six years. We developed this amazing, amazing culture. And it was so, so hard to say goodbye to my team. But if playing college softball was what I wanted to do, he knew that one, I needed to be playing against better talent, like across the country, better talent. And I needed to be on a team where we all had similar goals of playing at the D1 level. Some of the girls on my team wanted to play, but maybe at a mid-major. Some of the girls didn't even want to play college softball. So my dad knew that even though it was really, 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 really hard to leave that team, because D1 is what I wanted, it's what I had to do. And then all of a sudden, we were all in. This was a full, full-time commitment for not just me, but for my mom and my dad. The sacrifices they made to make my goals happen, and I know I'm talking about one of the extreme goals of playing D1, but any goal that your athlete has, it takes a commitment. The bigger the goal, the bigger the commitment. And of course, there were hard times and great times and many more in between. But once we, and I say we as me, my mom, my dad, you can include my sisters because they were at every single tournament of mine because they were younger than me. But there was no turning back on this goal because this is what I wanted. And yes, it scared the absolute crap out of me sometimes. All right, let's dive into number three. Let's start planning the work. So here's the deal. The goal 
and the, the dream and the goal and the researching, that's definitely necessary, but you haven't done anything yet, right? You haven't physically done the work to improve your game. And this is probably the most important step. Well, okay, they're all really, really important, but without this one, no goals would ever happen, but planning the work is important. So we're going to talk a little bit about motivation versus intention. So I came across this article written by one of my favorite authors of all time, James Clear. And if you know him, you know that he wrote the book Atomic Habits. Um, I'm putting that link in the show notes right now. (laughs) So if you are encouraged to read this book, it is probably one of the best books out there. And I read it every year because every year I have different habits that I want to eliminate, different habits that I want to do. Um, So I I read this. I don't want to get too deep into the book. It's just so good. So if you want to grab it, it's the links in the show notes. But in that that book and in an article he wrote, um, he said there was a study in the British Journal of Health Health Psychology, and it found out that 91% of people who planned their intention to exercise, so obviously... This instead of exercising, we're thinking the habit of practicing by writing down when and where they would exercise each week ended up following through. So 91% of them followed through. Meanwhile, people who read motivational material about exercise, but did not plan where and when they would exercise, it showed only a 38% likelihood of following through. I hope this is enough for you to realize that it's one thing to want something and it's another to consistently put in the work. We don't want to rely our goals on just motivation. Oh, I'm motivated to practice today. No, here's the deal. I was not motivated to practice every day. I was not. But some of these things that we're going to go into in this section are going to help you realize that the intentionality behind planning practice, whether you want to or not, you're more likely going to be doing it. Like I said, that book is in the show notes and it is a game changer. (laughs) I love it. Atomic Habits by James Clear. So here's how my dad and I started planning our own work. So when I decided I wanted to play D1, I knew that there wasn't really any good coaches that could help me with my swing specifically in the area that I lived. Um, I didn't live in like a huge city. It wasn't a small town either. It was kind of just like one of those mediocre towns, um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, if anybody wants to know the name. Anyway, the best coach that we knew about, high level hitting coach that I knew I needed to attend and see her um, in order for me to get better. She was two hours away, two hours away from my house. And we planned to go weekly. It was pretty much the same day every week, same time every week. And I'm not saying we went every single week, but we had a good habit of going just about every single week. And of course, there were times where we couldn't, like around the holidays or when, you know, big tournaments were happening. But it became a habit of us going. And when I say us, it was me and dad at first. And then I was going to her for like three years. So by the end, I had my own car and I drove myself there. But it was a weekly thing. I knew and my dad knew that if I was going to be the best, I had to train like the best and be surrounded by the best. She was the best coach that we knew of, so we were going to make that sacrifice. Now, I didn't do this next part that I'm going to tell you about, but I kind of wish we did. Um, I'm not really a planner, but I'm trying to be. Like I'm working to become a better planner. And I know some of the best athletes out there and even some um, people that are in my academy have told me that they do this and it really, really works for them. But I recommend planning on like Sunday night 
together with mom and dad, with some hot cocoa of what the week ahead is going to look like and start planning the when and the where. Okay. So going through these things, what are your locked in practice times? Like with your team or with lessons, like my lessons each week, that that was pretty much locked in. So discussing when that was going to be, how I was going to get there. Then going into like extra practice. So here's the deal. When I went to lessons with my coach, that was two hours away. I would be doing my parents and myself a huge disservice if I didn't go home and train and do work on the things that we worked on in that lesson. So finding time and building time for extra practice, working on a hitting location, perfecting a drill from the lesson. Those are the types of things that I was adding to my extra practice. Then planning time for when I was going to study. Yes. If I did not plan time for when I was going to study, I would not have studied. Okay. So these are things that you can work on on that Sunday with your mom and dad before the week starts. And then also like plan time with friends. Now, here's the deal. I frankly will say the bigger the goal, the less social time you're going to be able to have. But you still have some, okay? No, I didn't have a whole lot of friends in high school. Um, A lot of people didn't really support my dream. Even some of my closest friends today really just never supported the dream, specifically because they just couldn't wrap their head around the fact that I was doing this. But either way, I was kind of planning time with friends. And here's the deal. If you don't have a social life, it's going to be really hard to find an identity outside of softball. So I, in college, started planning my time. Like, when was I going to be social? How was I going to do it? Um, Just to make sure that I was still holistically becoming a better person and not only thinking about softball all the time. And I know that's hard to believe for some of us. It's still hard for me sometimes. So basically, if you plan down to the exact time and develop consistency, you're more likely to do the thing. So get, so parents, get your athletes to take advantage of this and ownership of this. And so on Sunday, have them write it in their own calendar. You can guide them, give them the prompts, but they're going to write it out. The ownership you give them and the more you cheer them on, the more they will want to put in that effort to get better. The more they will want to start practicing because they wrote it down at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, they're going to be working on hitting the high pitch. And when they write it down, they're more likely to want to do it. After a while, they will really start feeling stronger and more confident simply because they're planning their practice, they're doing the practice, and they're seeing and feeling the results. It takes time. It takes time to see and feel those results, but it takes consistent habits and efforts. It's intention, not motivation, that gets them to do the thing. Remember, the bigger the goal, the harder the work. All right, let's go into number four. This one's a fun one. Post your goal everywhere. Okay, when I say post it everywhere, I'm not saying like every square inch of your bedroom, but in the places that you're at often. Have fun with this. So I have some crazy goals of mine now still, um, and being able to look at those post-it notes and seeing, hey, this is the thing that I'm, that I'm after. This is the thing that I'm going to do, and I'm looking at it right now on my desk, and now I'm looking at my fridge, and I have a goal. Okay, this is going to sound cheesy, but remember, I'm 21 here. I have a champagne bottle in my, fr- in my fridge of a big goal that I want to hit, and when I hit that goal, I'm going to pop that champagne bottle and drink it and celebrate Um, But it also has a post-it note on it of what that goal is. So posting it on a sticky note in your bathroom, on the fridge, or places in your house that you visit often, I highly, highly encourage this. My Academy members last year made vision boards and we made posters with their goals on it and pictures from magazines that reminded them of what they wanted to do and where they were headed. 
like I said, I still do this with my goals. Um, it's a, it's a habit that I continue to do. And I love doing because once I reach a goal, I celebrate that goal and I move on to the next big thing. All right. So it's really fun to be able to create posters. Um, I have a vision board right there, right next to me, and it's got a bunch of cool things on it. So I'm going to challenge you to post it everywhere. And if you want to go the extra mile, I would love to see some beautiful posters or just post-it notes that you put up. Again, like encourage your athlete to do this. It'll be really, really fun, especially if you do it together. But tag me on Instagram if you post this, like maybe in your stories. Tag me at Ashley B Training on Instagram. And I would love, love, love to see your work. I'm also on Facebook too for all of those people who like Facebook better than Instagram. All right, have fun with that one. Number five, remind your athlete of her goals always. Always. My dad did it for me. I didn't always love hitting. I didn't love hearing the fact that my dad's always putting the goal over my head. Like if I don't want to hit, he's like, where do you want to play again? And I was like, I want to play at Notre Dame. Like that was like, that was my big goal. And those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while know that obviously I didn't go to Notre Dame, but in pursuit of Notre Dame, I found my dream school and I found professional. So it's like just having the goal, being reminded of it. It's again, that one thing that you don't always want to hear, but it's the thing that keeps you on your path. It's the thing that keeps reminding you, yes, this is what I want. This is the work that I have to do to get there. So reminding her of her goals, it's really going to change the game for how she thinks. And soon she'll start reminding herself when she starts to doubt herself and say, I don't want to put in the work. I'm not seeing the results, but where do you want to be? I think that was the extra training like that. It just made the difference for me to do the extra training, to do the extra work. And, you know, when my dad always said like, Hey, like we need to go practice. He came and practiced with me, especially on the days where I didn't want to practice. And when he was out of town, like he was still calling me up like, Hey, did you get your hitting in? Like he was constantly reminding me of the goals that I had. And at 26, I finally realized he's one of the biggest reasons why I got to where I was. So after a while, I started asking him to train with me. I just remember this vividly. It was my last semester. Um, I was going into it at Purdue. It was during winter break, so that December and early January time where you kind of have to put in the work on your own before you go back to school and then go compete in February. But I literally asked my dad to come hit with me, and I was like, this is probably going to be the last time we hit together, Dad. And it was an emotional session, but it was one of those where it just felt really full circle. So remember, your parents, like you parents out there, you reminding them and making them do things that make them uncomfortable, that's what they're going to thank you for in the future. All right. So at the beginning, I promised you I added a bonus. So a number six on how to help your athlete become and help make her accountable is get her around accountable and motivated people. I know it sounds easy, but it's not. (laughs) Most people that don't have goals, they don't want you to have goals either. But if you're around other people that have goals, it's huge. So teammates, friend groups, you can have goals. You should have goals. And you should be in pursuit of them because if you have goals for yourself, that's the icing on the cake. Because when she sees you going after something, there's more motivation for her to go after the thing. The coolest thing is I heard one time um, there was an athlete who goes to lessons and her mom literally just like walks around the facility of where the lessons are um, during that lesson. 
And like, even just like that mom's devotion to her own physical activity, that's motivation. That is motivation. So I'm going to encourage you to have a goal, but also get your athlete around other people who have goals as well. This is why I built the Virtual Hitting Academy. I want each Academy member to feel like they're encouraged and they're around other people that are like-minded to them. They're on a mission to become better versions of themselves and they're around people that are motivated. And sometimes when they're not motivated, they go to the group and they get motivated again and they get encouraged again and they're like, yes, I forgot like how fun it is to be able to get good at something. That's the whole point. That's why we meet weekly. That's why we meet monthly. That's why we have guest speakers. I'm so excited. Okay, I don't want to go off on that tangent. But just as a recap, you need to find the dream first. If you don't have the dream, you can't attack and practice. Like if you're just practicing or going through the motions, you probably lost what that dream is. So find the dream. Do the research. And this is, athletes, if you're old enough, if you're in high school, yes, you should do the research on your own to become better, right? But parents of young athletes who do have dreams and they're not quite sure how to get there, do the research. This was the hard part for probably for my dad. Or maybe it was easy because he was like, you know what? I'm going to help Ashley do whatever it is that she wants to do. But doing the research, you must do it in order to know how to practice and plan the work, which is number three. Plan the work. Plan it. You're more likely to do it. 91% of people who plan the date and the time and where they were going to be, they were more likely to do it. So Sunday night, grab your hot cocoa, plan the work, and get after it that week. That will compile you will see that the athlete who starts off 2022 and has that as we're just going to consistently plan the work that we're going to do, we're going to go do it. And it's okay if you miss a day or two, right? But over time, at the end of 2022, your athlete's going to be like, holy smokes, who was that girl at the beginning of the year? That's how this happens. It's the work. And planning it is how it happens. Number four, post the goal everywhere. Have fun with this. Post it on your fridge, post it in your bedroom, post it on your water bottle, like wherever you see things always, it's really goal to just be able to see the vision and remind yourself of where you're headed. And then number five, remind her of her goals always. She may hate it every single time that you say it for now, but I promise you she will one day be able to look back on it and be like, thank you, mom and dad and coaches for telling me and reminding me of where I was headed because I wasn't feeling it. And then I reminded myself of my why because of you. So if you're a coach and doesn't know the goals of your athletes, I'm going to encourage you to have a meeting with your athlete, especially this off season and be like, where, what is it that you want to do? It's important to have that conversation so you can help her. And that just builds stress as well. And then finally, that bonus number six is get her around accountable and motivated people. If she's around people that bring her down, she's not going to build and thrive to where she wants to be. Okay. She needs to be around people that encourage her. And I'm not saying every single person she meets or is friends with is going to encourage her goals, but they need to at least listen and understand. Because if you're around people that bring you down, you're not going to thrive. All right. Remember, mom, dad, coaches, you are a team with your athlete. You're part of their team and athletes that are listening. Your parents are trying to be a part of your team. And if you don't let them in, you will not thrive. I would have not gotten to where I did if I didn't have a dad and a mom who super encouraged me, who pushed me out of my comfort zone and challenged me. You're a team 
And these steps in this episode are meant to help you form a bond with your athlete and help them realize that you're in this together. It takes trust to do anything. It takes trust to win championships. And this is a way that you can do that. The work you put in on the side, the YouTube watching, the time you spent researching drills, the giggles of doing something funny and falling on your face sometimes, investing in her future with programs and classes that will help challenge her, that's how she's going to know that you care about her and her goals and her visions for herself. And when someone as close as you believes in her, she will believe in herself. There's no doubt about it. And if you're not seeing the results and that belief right away, keep going. I promise you there will be a time where she will. She will have hard days, but as long as you remind her that that's supposed to happen. And when we work for something and we mess up, that is literally proof of you trying and taking action. That's the hard part. And the hard part is getting up. The hiccups are part of the process of learning and growing. And there's no stopping your athlete. There's no stopping if you keep getting up. Thanks for joining me this week. This was a really, really fun one. If you can't tell, I was very, very passionate today. Don't forget the Virtual Hitting Academy is a revamp of what we had. And it's now a six-month program. And you can only enroll at the beginning of this year and in the middle of 2022. So this is the one of two times a year you can you can join us. The doors will open at the end of January for the wait list. And they will be the first to have access to sign up. And you'll have a lot of really, really cool things as well if you sign up early. And also access to six months of coaching for me, special guest coaches, exclusive access to one-on-one virtual hitting and virtual mental game talks with me. Have access to goal setting videos, drill videos, and more. Join the waitlist at www.ashleybtraining.com if this is something that you feel is important for your athlete's growth this season. And I can't wait to see who joins. I'm very, very excited about it, if you can't tell. (laughs) All right, episodes and books mentioned in this episode, in this convo, will be at a link below in the show notes, and an entire blog on this episode is on www.ashleybtraining.com slash blog. Thanks for hanging me this week on When the Cleats Come Off, and I am so excited for you to see who's joining me on the podcast next week. Keep on working towards your biggest goals and keep being your athlete's biggest fan. She'll thank you for it. Maybe not today but she will in the future. Stay humble, stay awkward, brave and kind, and I'll see you next week. Bye for now.